Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 102, verses 12 through 28. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. Your name endures to all generations. You will rise up and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to favor it. The appointed time has come. For your servants hold its stones dear and have pity on its dust. The nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord will build up Zion He will appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and will not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet unborn may praise the Lord. They looked down from his holy height. From heaven the Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who are doomed to die, so that the name of the Lord may be declared in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem when peoples gather together and kingdoms to worship the Lord. He has broken my strength mid-course. He has shortened my days. O my God, I say, do not take me away at the midpoint of my life, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Long ago you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you endure. They will all wear out like a garment. You change them like clothing, and they pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall live secure. Their offspring shall be established in your presence. Job chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. Then Job answered, Oh, that my vexation were weighed and all my calamity laid in the balances, for then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild ass bray over its grass, or the ox low over its fodder? Can that which is tasteless be eaten without salt, or is there any flavor in the juice of mallows? My appetite refuses to touch them. They are like food that is loathsome to me. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant my desire, that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. This would be my consolation. I would even exult in unrelenting pain, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones, or is my flesh bronze? In truth, I have no help in me, and any resource is driven from me. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. Jesus departed with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from the Galilee followed him. Hearing all that he was doing, they came to him in great numbers from Judea, Jerusalem, Eudemea, beyond the Jordan and the region around Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so that they would not crush him. For he had cured many, so that all who had had diseases pressed upon him to touch him. 
Whenever unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and shouted, You are the Son of God. But he sternly ordered them not to make him known. Good morning, and welcome to the fifth Wednesday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. Our readings come to us today from Psalm 102, Job 6, and Mark 3. And the Job reading is um, Job responding um, to uh, his friends who are kind of sort of trying to console him, but also um, not doing a great job because they're they're sure that he's done something wrong because that's what people believe. People believe that um, God punishes the evil and and um, rises up the righteous and with um, free will. That's just not. This is not what happens. People can game the system. Um, and uh, Job, in responding, he is essentially saying, um, no, my my complaint against God is totally legitimate. Um, this, is, this is not something that I have earned. Um, and the, um, the sounds haughty, but it's actually honest. If we read Job, we know that he's righteous and, you know, and, and does all the, the right things, even um, sacrifices on behalf of his children to make sure that they're squared away. Um, and uh, it takes a certain amount of, of honesty. In fact, um, I can't remember the Greek word, but the, the virtues, according to Aristotle, um, one of them was that you were not too deferential. Um, you know, you could defer too much to others, and that was over humility. Um, and then there was, you could defer um, uh, too little to others, and that was false humility. And in the middle was, he didn't call it humility. Humility wasn't a Greek virtue. Um, but there was, there was, you do something wrong in, in, you know, kind of like affirming something, even in your silence, that is not true. Um, honesty was also a virtue. You could be too honest and be brash. You could be too dishonest and just be dishonest and untrustworthy. Um, and so um, Job is confident, if nothing else, that he has not done something wrong and that whatever it is that's happened is not because God has done it. Um, he does seek consolation. He says, you know, I'd rather die. Um, but he does not curse God because God hasn't done anything to, you know, to deserve this cursing. Um, but more importantly, like, you just don't, you just don't do it. Um, God doesn't deserve cursing, um, but it's also something that is... You, know, you can argue with God, like Abraham did, but you don't curse God. There's a, a rule that I try and you know maintain with with my partner and friends is you, know, you can get mad, but you never throw things at people. You never say "fuck you" or "you are blah blah blah." That's too far. Um, you can say "I'm I'm angry," and you can curse up a storm, um, but you never direct that at someone. You know, like ad hominem. You know, at the person themselves. Um, they might be, you know, the cause of it. I might think they are, but you never 
cross the line into directing insults and accusations, well, insults directly at a person um, because it's just not fair and it's inappropriate. In the same way, uh, or in a similar way, by cursing God, not only are you showing that you don't know exactly how God works, um, you're just taking your anger out on, on the wrong place. Um, we have free will, um, and that means people who want to turn their will toward evil can, and they do. That's why that's why the Bible tells us, or the t- Bible tells us that that is why some people have so much and others have so little, because some accumulate uh, what they have unfairly. Um, so it's not that there isn't um, justice and injustice in Job's story, but that that there, it's simply, you know, life is not fair. It's not God's fault. Um, and I think there's a, a certain amount of humble confidence, uh, a moderated confidence where he doesn't get overconfident and accuse God, but he also doesn't accept the idea that his friends are putting forth that he's done something wrong. He, it, It's just not true. It's like saying, you know, trying to get someone to say the sky is orange. It's just, I know that it's not true. Why would I... Like, why would I say that? Um, and in our um, New Testament reading in Mark, um, I think it only appears in Mark, this, um, so Jesus, um, it's really just kind of saying how large the crowds are, and um, they have a boat ready, um, but the, the final line, um, he, Jesus sternly ordered the evil spirits not to make him known. Don't go around and say, the Son of God is here. Um, and this this is called the, the Messianic Secret. And it appears mostly in Mark. I, I, I can't think of an instance other than exceedingly rare ones in the other Gospels. I think it's exclusive to Mark where um, Jesus does not want um, his, his, the reality of who he is to get out. Um, and you might think, and I'm sure the Jews of that time would think, um, that why why in the shit would you not disclose yourself? Why would you not just take the reins of power, kick everybody out, and and restore justice to the world? Why wouldn't you do it? If you had a time machine, why wouldn't you kill Hitler? Well, w- that would solve one problem and probably create a whole lot of others. Like um, We think that that is what is best, but we don't know. Um, and for Jesus, um, it certainly takes a kind of humility. Um, he clearly does not deny uh, who he is. People see him casting out evil spirits, um, but he never uses that to to his advantage. There's a whole lot of debate about the nature and, and purpose of the messianic secret. Um, but at the very least, like within the story itself, Jesus knows that he is the Son of Man, the Son of God, and um, he knows that he can call down legions of angels, but he doesn't. The time isn't right. You know, who knows why not? Um, other than that, that just is not God's plan. Um, that it takes a certain amount of restraint, um, a significant amount of restraint, to see everything that's wrong in the world and not and have the ability to do something about it and not do it. Some people might call that unfair. 
Um, I, you know, some of the the more like popular clips about atheism, like the first question is, why does God allow injustice? Well, without you know, without free will, what kind of world would that be? Like we're blaming God for for, for things that we benefit from. Um, like love would not be possible without free will. Um, the uh, the idea that God is to blame for everything is. Um, is a kissing cousin of what Job's friends believed, that everything is caused by God. You know, if you lose money, that's God. If you gain money, that's God. Um, And it ignores the fact that people have been given free will. God has given up some portion of his sovereignty and given it to us. We have the ability to do things uh, of our own free will. and that it doesn't mean the world is in our hands, um, but that also means that the world isn't entirely in God's hands either. Um, and we are called to humility. Um, you know, in when when I was in combat, there's a lot of guys who felt like they were gods. You know, they we were very clearly in charge, um, and that that power could be and has been. And will always be abused. Um, that isn't anybody's fault, but them, those, those people who believe that they are gods. Um, but at the same token, if we if we believe that God is God and we are not, and that we have a certain amount of this sovereignty, this free will, um, that calls us to humility and honesty. Um, that requires that we. Um, we treat these gifts diligently and and um, and with respect. You know, we can't blame everything on God, uh, as as Job's friends seem to think. Um, and we can't blame or take all the power in our own hands either. It's a balance. It's a. It's you know, we have to moderate the great power that we have, um, uh, just as Jesus does in the gospel. Um, and make sure that is that that um, we aren't you know kind of exploiting God to kind of uh, get what we want or blaming God when we don't. A prayer for quiet confidence from the Book of Common Prayer. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit, lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. 
Three Ways to Participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.